Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Interactions and Attractions. We have got a really special treat today. We have not one, but two folks joining us from the western part of the state. We have Bradley Spiegel, who is the Building Outdoor Communities Specialist. We're going to hear more about what that means with the Made Made by Mountains Partnership. We've also got Amy Allison, who is the Partnership Director, Made uh, Made by Mountains. Um, that uh, the reason why uh, the listeners hear me stutter is because Made, and then there's like an X if you're looking at Made by Mountains. It's Made X Mountains Partnership. Tell us, I want to hear all about Made by Mountains. I want to hear about what you do. I want to hear about how it connects to tourism. So let's just start. Amy, um, you're the partnership director. Tell us about your current role and what connection that has to tourism, please. Great. Thanks so much for having us here. We're really excited about this conversation because our work um, really aligns with what you're doing with Uplift and being able to really deep dive in communities. So I'm really excited to um, have this conversation and to continue working together. Um, So as you mentioned, I'm the director for the Made by Mountains Partnership. And the Made by Mountains Partnership works to expand the outdoor industry and economy across Western North Carolina's Appalachian region and to really uh, catalyze rural economic development. So we're focused solely in Western North Carolina and work, um, you know, all across those regions, really helping them to grow their economies, grow their businesses, grow their industry as it relates to the outdoor economy. Um, And our work focuses on three different pillars. And, you know, one of those is growing outdoor businesses, as I mentioned before. So really working with our businesses, figuring out their needs and their challenges and how we can support them there. Um, Amplifying outdoor culture is one of our pillars. So we're really trying to continue to raise up Western North Carolina as the outdoor industry hub of the East as it is. We have the largest concentration of outdoor businesses um, east of the Rocky Mountains, a real large concentration here. And as we all know, amazing outdoor recreation assets. Um, And so we have this really cool opportunity to tell the stories of our places and our businesses through that pillar of work. And then our third pillar is our building outdoor communities pillar. And so happy to have Brad here to tell us all about that. So if there's one word to describe or a a, a one-liner to describe building outdoor communities, I would say it's place-based economic development. And it's really thinking about the locals first 
and the impacts that developing local communities, how that could have on tourism later. So like building it for really putting quality of life for citizens first, and then the ripple effects could just multiply from a tourism standpoint in the future. But um, the Building Outdoor Communities program, it's very special. It's a boots on the ground, working with communities across 25 counties and the Koala Boundary in Western North Carolina. And it's really intended to align the key stakeholders at the community level, help them to identify a community and economic development priorities. And then our team with kind of all of our diverse backgrounds can offer recommendations to advance the work at the county and regional scale. Yeah, and the the county and regional, and particularly the regional scale, is what the tourist uh, has in mind, what the visitor recognizes. Um, we know that um, folks working at the county level know that, but there's that you know that dynamic that their paycheck comes from a municipality or from a county, so there's that obligation to. Uh, specify even the county name in some sort of promotions. Um, but I love, 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 big fan of your work working regionally and, um, and working in that outdoor economy space. Um, we, we talked a little bit before we started recording and, you know, the three of us have had uh, conversations before the outdoor economy and outdoor recreation and outdoor um, uh, sphere Inter intersect so much with tourism, sometimes it's hard to pull them apart. Um, and, and so, you know, in my questions, I, I'm going to ask you about uh, your relationship with tourism, because that's sort of the, the unit of study for Uplift. But, you know, we're talking about your, your relationship with the outdoor economy and outdoor recreation and the communities around those outdoor recreation opportunities. So all that is a setup to, to ask you about um, how you went into this work. I'd love to hear from each of you how you in, went into this work. Sure. So um, you have to like talking to people um, as I mean, one thing for me, um, I've always been a people person. And my background is actually urban planning. And so there's definitely a people aspect when you think about community engagement and getting public buy in and just public opinion, you know, it's not really about as a planner, you know, we're supposed to be advocating for what the community wants and kind of removing our, what we think is sometimes what we think is right is not the best thing. So being open to listening um, to what the community as a whole thinks is best for a, a project or the region or connectivity with a trail um, or destination stewardship, which is a hot topic in North Carolina right now. But I just wanted kind of a fun pivot or like little history of me. I used to live in New Orleans for 10 years and I, I thrived in the tourism sector. I was a server. I was a pedicab driver. I was a barista at a coffee shop. It was like, all, I did every odd job to make my way to grad school for urban planning. And I also was a concierge at a hotel. So I, I was constantly selling the tourism components of New Orleans um, because everyone was so excited to be there. So it, when I moved to the mountains a couple of years ago, it was really, it was just kind of natural to just to sell the region, the beauty of this region as a whole. 
Yeah. And, and as I was reading through your bio, like getting prepped for this interview, you know, I saw that your, your master's degree in urban and regional planning came from the University of New Orleans and, and, you know, now learning about all that hospitality um, experience you have, this all makes sense. I love the, the line in your bio where, where your degree had an emphasis on green infrastructure networks. That says it all. I mean, those three words, the networks is connecting the infrastructure itself, but also the people. Um, and you, you know, you started by saying how much it's all about people. Personally, I'm an introvert and yes, I love being out in the rural communities and meeting people and being wowed um, by their, their profound sense of, of, of place stewardship that they have. Um, but then I need to retreat. I just, I, I just do. <laughs> um, Amy, what about you? What what is your uh, what, what was your entry point into uh, outdoor recreation and tourism? Yeah, really, um, it's a way more indirect path than than Brad had there. So I guess I've you know always been involved in the outdoor recreation industry my whole career. I probably didn't know it as that when I first started out as a camp counselor and river guide and you know doing all that outdoors work. Um, which then led me into, um, you know, working for a, a national nonprofit, Leave No Trace. So kind of doing that work across the nation and convening people. And, you know, so many of the folks we were working with through that job were in the tourism industry um, and then kind of led me back into the outdoor recreation industry. But but here in Asheville, you know, through that work, I was working with a manufacturer here and we started convening the outdoor gear brands in the area. So this like convening of, of people, this theme kind of keeps coming up over and over again. And so we just felt the need to get together, get to know one another and learn so much from that and really saw that there were um, was much greater work that we could do with our collective voices. So, so through that kind of also started working with the outfitters and guides in the areas, which um, eventually led me to where I am now with, with Made by Mountains. And, uh, you know, the tourism industry is such a key piece of the outdoor economy in Western North Carolina and our state as a whole. Um, it, it's, you know, all of our outfitters, our guides, our lodges, um, all of our tourism businesses are such a, you know, a massive piece of that um, industry here and nationwide. So really excited to be able to, to work with all of those different partners. I can't imagine two better people to be doing the work that you're doing right where you're doing it. Um, Y'all are such champions of the outdoor, the outdoors, the outdoor resources, outdoor communities, and in Western North Carolina. Um, That's so nice. You know, I think it's so fun listening to to Brad's background and kind of my background, and they're so incredibly different. Yet they both led us to where we are right now, and so the work that we're able to do together in the the kind of insight and background that we have that we're able to bring to the table where I feel like we often have these kind of aha moments with one another because we we come at it a very different thinking. And so to have that um, opportunity to work with someone like Brad and to continue, we learn from one another as much as we learn from the communities and partners that we work with. And so every every day is pretty exciting around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and you're making me reflect, Amy, on the folks I work with at Uplift. It's the same with Simon, who has such a different background in Kofi Boone, NC State, landscape architecture. Um, but here we are all, all pulling in the same direction. That's right. And, and you, you know, you told us about, both of you told us about interactions you had uh, uh, during your career because the name of this podcast is Interactions and Attractions. So 
That is fabulous. Thank you for doing that. Um, we've, we've talked about the outdoor economy, um, but, but really let's define it. Let's step back a second, define what is the outdoor economy? Yeah, that's great. Cause it is very broad and really it's just all economic activity that's generated from outdoor recreation. So when we think about, you know, tourism, especially in North Carolina, um, that's a big piece of it. It's our, you know, business development. It's all of our retailers, our manufacturers, our guides, our outfitters. It's our, our fishing folks, our hunting, uh, rafting, mountain biking. So all of these different um, kind of industries and activities that involve outdoor recreation, they're all a part of this greater outdoor economy. And that, you know, that's our, our, you know, our conservation folks, our economic developers, it's just like, uh, and we can talk about this more later, but we, we put together an outdoor economy conference and brings together anyone who's involved in the outdoor economy. And it's just so cool that we have all of these individuals in the room, whether they're land managers or a manufacturer or a conservation business or an entrepreneur or higher education, but all of these folks contribute to the greater outdoor economy. And so creating that opportunity to convene together and have conversations is just, um, it's really pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's always the way when, when we go to conferences, the, the sessions are amazing. They, they, I always learn something, but I think everybody agrees it's, it's being able to network and, and talk to people and meet people who are doing something in your same realm um, that, that is just invaluable. You, you can do it over zoom, I guess, but, it, but yeah, getting people in the same room is, is key. And, and you all do that so, so well I've attended, I've attended, um, a couple building outdoor communities meetings and I'm so impressed and the curriculum and all the work and all the thought, um, c- can you tell the listeners, uh, Bradley, a little bit more about, uh, BOC? I absolutely can. So there was a, a great team of people that created a seven-month curriculum, and we call it the Building Outdoor Communities Assessment Tool. And it's really designed to be a, the community does it, I'm the facilitator, so to speak, and the community has seven worksheets that they that guide them through what are the assets, what are the existing outdoor assets in the community, what are the gaps. And what are, there are some reflection questions, there's some best practices to inspire opportunities for future development. So of each of the seven, there's one worksheet that's all about getting organized. And then there's, we, we created this, we call it the outdoor ecosystem model in the shape of a bicycle wheel because it shows the interconnectivity of the network as a whole. All the different stakeholders and all the different players must be talking in order for this to be successful. So. Month two is infrastructure. Month three is economy. Month four is activation. So that's like the events and the festivals, the markets that bring people to the assets. Month five is all about workforce and education. Month six is brand, the outdoor brand. And month seven is all about tourism. And we really focus on stewardship, destination stewardship as the tourism element. Yeah, it's I, I, when I first saw your curriculum that you're going through each month, I was really geeking out on it hard um, because, you know, as a as a as an educator, you know, you're sort of responsible for taking all this information and figuring out how to present it in, in logical units uh, that build upon one another. And I was blown away. And 
I, I messaged everybody at Uplift at that time. And I was like, y'all, it's so good. It's so great. And, and as I think about it now, you know, flash forward a, a year later, um, Uplift has done a lot of work in the, the rural tourism space, but it's organized completely differently. And the Main Street program does amazing work in the rural downtown space, and it's organized completely differently. And it's so interesting to me how, and it is all about me, um, it is so interesting to me how, how effective uh, different approaches can be, and we can all learn from one another. And I know that's sort of a, um, a kumbaya thing that, that the three of us talk about a lot. Um, that is so great. Where where are we on the BOC timeline? So the program officially launched in September 2022. There were 25, or let's see, I think there were 23 communities that were officially applied and, and participating in the seven-month program. And that we divided those communities into three cohorts. So the first two cohorts have finished the seven months, and we're in the final cohort right now. There's two months left in the final cohort. So we're basically, we'll have had 23 communities go through this assessment process. And then our team um, gets to analyze, I forgot to mention a very important part. There are, for each of those six worksheets, there's a survey, like about eight to 10 questions. And our team takes the survey data and we generate a recommendations report to help guide the future development. And that has been, really just a, an iterative process. And there's been a lot of interesting themes um, to, you know, to connect the dots in, in across the region. And um, ultimately for, like I kind of going back to the beginning, what I said, for quality of life, but ultimately for tourism dollars to be spent in downtown businesses. So there, it's been such an interesting for Amy and I to like really dive deep into how do we make this easier for communities to do outdoor recreation economic development. Yeah, and I think it's cool that they're, you know, they're working within their counties, but they're part of a cohort that spreads across the region. So there's this opportunity for sharing. So we we run a series of webinars and we often have someone from one of the communities we're working with coming in and sharing some of the things that they're learning and things that are rising to the top and best practices. So we've created this really cool opportunity for them to learn from one another as well. And I think another thing that the BOC program has done really well is um, in these convenings and bringing people to the table, it's not just tourism directors or it's not just economic development. It's not. So every, the makeup of each of these kind of working groups is so incredibly different and diverse depending upon which county you're working in. So we do have a lot of tourism folks who are involved and economic developers, but the health departments involved, councils of government, um, conservation partners from the region, trail and trail network folks, land managers. It's just this wonderful kind of jambalaya of folks coming together to, to do this work so that they're not then having to relay it to the department that's next door or someone else. We've kind of got advocates within each agency and department within the county going out and kind of sharing sharing what's happening in this group. Yeah, and you're building network. You're you're strengthening the 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 bonds um, between uh, br bridging social capital uh, between different groups. I, I bet there's some agricultural people in there as well. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Brad would be better to speak to that as far as which counties. But, you know, we didn't really, you know, I think some programs like this, there's those guardrails of who needs to lead it and who needs to champion it in the county. And we left it kind of wide open just because we didn't want to exclude someone who's a real kind of mover and shaker in the community that might not be within an agency. You know, they might just be someone who loves the work and is doing the work. Um, and so we wanted them to see themselves and have a place at the table and as part of the conversation also. Some of the biggest treasures of this program has really for us just been to listen to other, to stakeholders from across Western North Carolina share information about their community. It's like light bulbs are just going off. And, and that seems to be such, it's very rewarding to just, it doesn't even matter how many people show up. You know, it's like, even if it was two people, but we, we if, if, if those two people know each other, they can easily pick up the phone and say, and call. And yeah, so even if it's building bridges or, um, you know, strengthening what the bonds that people thought they, who they thought they knew, uh, that has been a key moment of success, I think, for us. Totally agree. Uh, back in my days of working with Cooperative Extension, I would work all over the state and I would drive a really long way to have a meeting with two stakeholders, like you said, Bradley, but, and it's, and not a, but, and it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And, um, if those two stakeholders, I'm just repeating what you said now, did not know each other before, you know, and, and your meeting was the catalyst of that, that is, that is work well done. Yeah. And even, you know, the flip side of that is in some of our counties that have been convening around outdoor recreation and advancing those goals for a while now. I remember one in particular from our first cohort that she said, you know, her quote was roughly, we thought we were so connected. We didn't think we could be any more connected as a community, but through this program, our network has grown. We have become even more connected around this work. And that, so again, whether it's two people or 22 around the table, I mean, there's just so much to do that we all need the help and we all need, you know, support and, and advocates, you know, throughout our county, throughout the region. So, um, yeah. I love that. What, I want to share one of, one of my favorite quotes really quick. Yes. Because, um, someone said, well, the couple people, this is kind of merging a couple. It's very important to cast a large net and invite everyone to the table. Everyone's invited to participate in this discussion. When people sit at the table, there is so much wisdom to be shared if everyone's open to listening. And then like, it's the beauty is like, how do you harvest that wisdom and do work toward collective action together? Amazing, absolutely amazing. I have goosebumps. I'm getting emotional. It's, it's like this, uh, so, so is there one or two particular projects that you can think of through BOC that you want to highlight or that was surprising or exciting? Yes. Um, one of one goosebumpy project for me. Well, so there's a, there's a whole other component that we didn't mention that we have a grant program, a technical assistance grant program. Bradley, you always got to lead with the money. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's been kind of a, a boon for, for some communities um, that have applied. But um, we there was $250,000 and it was for planning and capacity building funds for them to kind of take their ideas to more of a planning and design level. So one of the projects 
Um, we're about to launch round two in February. Round one, we launched in the fall, or it's we awarded in the fall, September. One of those projects was a pedestrian bridge engineering and feasibility study over the Yadkin River in Wilkesboro, Wilkes County. So this is a, historically, this community was, Wilkesboro and North Wilkesboro were, were really separated. And like this project is all about unification. And this working group, their working group has all been, has been about like bringing the community together. And so we, we've learned a lot of stories about the various histories of, you know, of, you know, us versus them or blah, blah, blah. But they've, the work that they've done before even doing our program has really helped to unify the two towns to think holistically and collectively together in their outdoor ecosystem. Which is only going to help the visitors from outside the region who, why would they think anything but the two are connected? Wilkesboro right. is right there in the name. So of course, one's just a little bit more north than the other, but they don't know that about the historic divide. And wow, that is very cool. That is very goosebumpy. <laughs> well, um, let's turn a minute and um, I'm going to bring Uplift back in. Um, let's explain the relationship between building outdoor communities and Uplift because we are sitting here talking about a lot of the same things, a lot of the same goals, uh, different communities. But, you know, how, how would you all explain the relationship between uh, building outdoor communities and Uplift? So, well, I think us just knowing each other and us creating these open doors is the perfect starting point. But um, the relationship going forward, I, I know that Uplift is going to start working in some of the Western counties, Caldwell and Surrey and potentially Wilkes. And, you know, ideally our relationship would be how can we share lessons learned and key insights that have developed, especially in the tourism component. But it would be helpful to understand for the Uplift team to have a great baseline understanding of, uh, of their priorities, of the community's priorities, so you can then help to advance those even further. Um, that would be really, I think, a big win for both programs. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, early on uh, when we started the Building Outdoors Community Program, we recognized like people just kind of excited, but also feeling like they were kind of at capacity, like they you know, so there's so much work to do. And a lot of these folks don't wear just one hat within their community, like they're doing so much. So um, I think it was important for us to start making relationships like with with y'all and with Uplift, what, what y'all are doing with CORE that's coming out of NC Commerce, the, you know, creating outdoor recreation economies, I think is what CORE stands for. Um, but just so when we went into those rooms with folks and we're able to say like, and we're talking with Uplift and we're talking with CORE and there's a lot of ways that we can, you know, there's some overlap that we can work together on that. We don't want to create more work. Yeah. Um, we're definitely, you know, the, all of these can work together really nicely to advance your priority. So, I mean, we really just saw like some, you know, just <laughs> size of relief of, okay, they're working together. They know what's going on. They can share information. Um, so we, you know, made that part of our communication with folks very early on. As soon as we learned that they were working with another 
uh, kind of provider in this area, um, just to let them know we're all, we're all on the same page. Yeah, we're communicating w- with each other and we're not going to ask you to do the same thing. You know, on Tuesday, there's a meeting with BOC, let's do asset mapping. And then on Thursday, uh-oh, here comes Uplift and we're going to do asset mapping? Mm-mm. What? Yeah, uh, you copy and paste. Yeah, yeah just like yeah. you've done the work, just hand it over, you know, to the different. And I think us having those relationships and the, you know, the the trust and faith that we're all like wanting, you know, working towards the same end goal that the, you know, the product that they're coming up with in those meetings, we can, you know, replicate over and over. That's right. The worst thing we can do is confuse or overburden the communities that we're working with. That's absolutely the opposite of, of our goals. And um, I'm so glad that we did have those conversations early on. Um, you know, Amy, you and I were probably talking almost two years ago. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 you know, with, uh, you know, we talk with Ann Savage from Tourism Extension and, uh, you know, Commerce and, and its various rural uh, economic development form, uh, for programs, um, Arts Council. There's so many of us in that space. And um, it's so good. We are all talking. Agreed. Great. Well, okay. I'm going to ask you one more question and I don't want you to skirt around this. I don't want you to him. I don't want you to haw. I don't want you to say something vague. I, this is hard hitting reporting, Amy and Bradley. I take this very seriously. <laughs> what is your one favorite attraction in the state, Amy? Uh, no hemming and hawing. I'm going to say the Linville Gorge. And I think, you know, it goes back to so much of like my roots and getting into the outdoors in Western North Carolina. I used to lead climbing trips there and it just holds such a special place for me. And it is just phenomenal. So if you haven't been, get out there. Boom. Hear that all the listeners. That is how you answer that question. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Is it, The gorge is gorgeous. Well, that, I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> Bradley, Bradley, what about you? One of my pivotal moments in the mountains was our first backpacking trip overnight. Um, And we were in the Shining Rock Wilderness um, amidst crystal boulders. So that that was one of my favorites so far. But God, we are so blessed to live in this land, you know? I know. I know. We are. We are. No, thank you both. That's fantastic. Um, It would have been a little shocking if you had said, you know, something in eastern North Carolina. So... I'm glad you're on brand. (laughs) Thank you both so much for your time. And um, I cannot wait for the listeners to hear this. We will um, put lots of links to your programs in the show notes and more people can find out more about what you're doing. Um, I hope that um, Made by Mountains uh, programs will just continue forever and ever. and, and we, I'm so happy that we all can continue working together. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for what you do in the state. Yeah, thank you so much for having us and for all y'all are doing. It's great to work together. Um, yeah, thanks for having us here. Thank you so much. That's all we have today on Interactions and Attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 047907 
1-800-689-6689 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.